0: Let me first say that today our nation is burning. And whether you agree with the protests, the unrest, charges, or guilt or innocence, one thing is for sure that our nation is at odds.
1: That's Jason Dunn, Group Vice President of Diversity Sales and Inclusion for the Cincinnati Convention and Visitors Bureau and Chair of the National Coalition of Black Meeting Professionals, in a video message shared on June 1st. His was one of many prominent voices in the meetings industry who spoke out in the wake of widespread protests sparked by the police killing of George Floyd and growing frustration over the lack of action on police reform. I'm Elise Schoning, Associate Editor with Northstar Meetings Group, and today on Eventful, we hear from Black meeting professionals about their thoughts on the protests, their own experiences, and the need for greater diversity in the events industry at this moment of national upheaval
0: as a father, as a hospitality professional, as the leader of this organization and as a black man, I'm struggling just like some of you with the belief in humanity and the possibility that maybe hate is stronger than love and that maybe the human spirit isn't as strong as we once believed it to be. But as we pray for our nation, let us not forget to pray for our own hearts. You know, last week we hosted the Be Inspired speaker series and we celebrated the audacity of Reverend Fred Shuttlesworth, the the brilliance of Rube Foster, the courage of Muhammad Ali, the certitude of Ella Baker and the the determination of many of our ancestors and some who are still alive today. We were reminded of the strength that lies within us. And for a moment, just for one moment, we were at peace we're at peace. The series was created to inspire you to persevere while we dealt with the impact of COVID 19 in our own way. And unfortunately, today we are faced with yet again another obstacle. This is the first time, and it may not be the last, but the elders were right. There is nothing new under the sun. Ironically, in 1919, during the Spanish flu, similar circumstances surfaced in our community. Yes, there was the Spanish flu, and yes, there was unrest, or what is referred to as the red summer. I encourage you all to look it up. And again, whether you agreed with the tactics or not, history has an unsettling way of repeating itself, particularly if one chooses to turn a blind eye. However, we must not ignore the challenge we face as a nation, and to be more direct as an industry. It is the challenge of diversity and inclusion or, or race and equity to be clear for some of you. Although COVID-19 is very real and the unrest is at our front door, there are many organizations and corporations that are choosing to eliminate diversity amongst their staff. They're abandoning diversity markets. They're pushing to the side diversity strategies, and violating their core values. In other words, diversity has been silenced. It has been deemed non-essential, which means you have been silenced and deemed non-essential. Despite the historical data, the diversity market generates an estimated $300 billion in spending African-Americans alone make up approximately $90 billion of that total. And we are one of the quickest markets to bounce back during economic struggle. On February 26, in 1983, our founders assembled. They organized and created a platform that spoke to the inequities, the disparities and exclusion of African-Americans within the industry before the word diversity was popular. They chose to speak up for collective empowerment and blazed a trail for what is known as the diversity market and made the business case for black tourism. The associations and organizations that make up NCBNP were mostly founded as an answer to the economic, political, social, religious, and educational injustices of, these, of this nation. And, and frankly, They have increased the profile of many cities in their times of despair and set the record revenue numbers within hotels and contributed to legislative policies that have changed the country, produced some of the best talent in the industry like you, and in fact established legacy programs that still exist in many of our urban cities. Another fact, before NCBMP, there were no African-American CEOs of CVBs none in convention centers, very few general managers of hotels and very few meeting planners of non-ethnic organizations. And there were only 15 African-Americans employed within 500 CVVs at the time. This was just 37 years ago. (laughs) 37 years ago. Let that sink in a little while.
1: We'll hear more from Jason in a few minutes. But we also reached out to Elliot Ferguson, president and CEO of Destination DC, and national chair for the US Travel Association, who agreed that while significant gains have been made in terms of diversity in the meetings industry, we still have a long way to go. Here's what he had to say about that and about how we as an industry and as a nation should be thinking about the current protests.
2: If you're a person of color, such as myself, and you're reflecting on increases mm-hmm. whereas you may have experienced profiling as a person of color by the police. Uh and blessed that it did not turn out um the same way unfortunately it did for for George Lyle and so many others. But um I think now we're we're all realizing that it's important that we share more about what it is being black in the hospitality industry or in America in corporate America mm-hmm. and the fact that, you know, people look at us dressed in a suit. And uh, they look at us and, and and our sense of accomplishment and assume that perhaps some of these same levels of racism and profiling are not afforded us. And unfortunately, that's not the case. We're all dealing with some of the same issues, and we all have experiences that are painful. This really resonates and hits home, especially with the senseless loss of life that was captured on that video, which continues to resonate.
3: And then there's been a lot of talk with everything that's going on in terms of the protests, you know, the looting and the damage to business. Um, I'm curious what your response is for DC because I know that there are a few hotels that were damaged there.
2: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm very sad. And I don't, I don't think that the true essence of these protests are tied to damage and destruction. <coughs> Unfortunately, mm-hmm. there is a component of that that we've seen on Monday and Tuesday. I don't like it. I don't condone it by no means, but we'll rebound. We'll replace broken glass. We'll remove graffiti. These things will be replaced, but lives mm-hmm. lost will never be replaced. And I think that the messaging cannot be diluted by the unfortunate um, things that we've seen on TV that have been really, you see more of that than, than the true essence of what, what people are feeling.
3: And how important would you say race and diversity are in the meetings and travel industry and what role black professionals play in this?
2: Well, I mean, we've, we've talked about it for years. We've been talking about it recently in terms of the the lack of diversity, uh, especially as you look at the the professional corporate pyramid, especially at the top. Uh, You know, I think that arguably um, some of my peers will say that this is a truly diverse industry. And I I don't argue that that, uh, the hospitality industry affords an opportunity for and, and, and clearly has diversity on most levels, but not at the top. And I think that that has been a, a, a topic for discussion and it's especially in the last few months. I feel as if uh, minorities, in some cases, they don't feel that there are opportunities to pursue leadership roles within the industry. And so therefore, they, they subsequently leave the industry and go to industries where they think they have the opportunity to, to excel or to be promoted. And I think it's the responsibility mm-hmm. of people like myself, my peers and others to continue to focus on the true importance of diversity at all levels within this industry. Um, I think it's been marginal at best, but it is clearly a a subject and a topic that is important to so many of us.
3: I thought it was really interesting that Jason Dunn mentioned in the video that with COVID-19, obviously there have been a ton of layoffs and diversity, which is maybe getting more traction before this, has probably taken a hit and a lot of companies have lost some of their diversity.
2: No, I think he's right. But it's also tied to the fact that as you look at the, the various layers of the pyramid, most of the diversity is very important positions within the industry, but not necessarily the C-suite or executive level positions. So unfortunately, both the, the, the minority communities are going to be the hardest hit when these layoffs occur.
3: What can white meeting professionals do to show their support for the Black Lives Matter movement and to help advance black rights?
2: I think we're all encouraged by the diversity associated with the movement right now, though it is important to recognize the fact that Black Lives Matters is truly a subject that is important. You know, as people talk about all lives matter, clearly all lives matter, but what resonates the most is the disparity and the, the, the true racial inequality tied to being Black in America. And I think it's uh-huh. all of our, it's our responsibility, it's my responsibility to share more. Um, I, again, I, I think that people will look at me and my position and where the accomplishments that I've made and make assumptions that perhaps I've been exempt from racism or not necessarily uh-huh. profiled, and that's not true. And I think that it's our responsibility to, to have this, this conversation, but as we look at the corporate structure, We need to be more assertive in making sure that the corporate community is allowing their employees an opportunity to talk about this subject as well. You know, I I think that, you know, we put on a suit. I've been in this industry and a professional since the 80s. And I never had a sense that when I came to work and had on my suit, I should I could I share some of the experiences that I've had in terms of racism or discrimination or profiling because it would be frowned upon, or maybe I'd lose my job. And I think now is an opportunity for us to circle back around and share those stories, because I think that white America needs to recognize that the pain is much deeper than what they might perceive. And I think it's important that uh, black Americans share the fact that we need to recognize the fact that we cannot make assumptions that all Americans will especially white Americans will automatically understand these things unless we share a little bit more and have more dialogue. So the dialogue needs to be reoccurring. Uh, It needs, we need to have opportunities within the corporate structure to, to have this dialogue because people are in pain and that won't go away. You know, I think that people are economically oppressed. People are concerned about their lives because of COVID and people are also dealing with what's happening and not just just in the last couple of weeks, be it the Amy Cooper video or, you know, the fact that these videos are surfacing and telling the story, but the issue has been reoccurring for, for decades. And uh, there's so many instances of perhaps people whose lives were lost that was sensible, that, that were senseless, but there was no video. And um, now there's a chance to really recognize um, and see for yourself uh, how, and be outraged. White America should be equally Mm -hmm. as outraged, and that's what we're seeing.
3: Yeah, and then I was also going to ask you if you have any thoughts about whether or not the protests will have an impact uh, on travel and meetings. We're seeing that some companies are delaying announcements and even virtual meetings to give space and to give a voice to black community during this time.
2: Well, I mean, the reality is that actual meetings were on hold face to face. But to your point, Mm -hmm. perhaps virtual meetings need to take a different narrative. I mean, I mean, pausing the meetings for a week and then restarting without truly having the dialogue within your organizations is not the answer. It's almost how we react to mass shootings and everything else that we hear about. On Friday, we're outraged, but by Monday, we're not. And this is not the time to allow this to be something that people look at and are saddened by what happened to George Lyle, but without looking at the bigger issue that's at hand. And I think that Though it's great to perhaps say give people a chance to grieve, if you will, and be a part of some of the demonstrations, but that can't be it. You got it. You have to allow yourself to, to have this dialogue. And for white America, you know, to those who are owning companies or running organizations, whereas there's not a lot of diversity to recognize that perhaps we need to have more dialogue and, rec- and, and understand um, from a different perspective, namely the perspective of the black people that work for us what this means, what they've experienced, because it's extremely important. And uh, and I don't think this is going away anytime soon without change. And I, I hope it does not go away without change. I would conclude by saying that the economics are important. We should not dilute the true message of what people are feeling and, and focus on the, the the you know the, the things the unfortunate things be it a burning car or looting in the video that you see and let, let your outrage be tied to just that because i think that that's uh, that's unfortunate if that's the case as television gave the global community especially americans an opportunity in the 60s to see what what's happening in the south with hoses and dogs being turned on black people and they were outraged mm-hmm. uh and it, it it led to change It just can't not be focused on broken glass and things that we've seen. It's unfortunate. I don't condone it. No one condones it. We need to make sure that people are truly focusing on the true issue.
1: Next up, Larry Alexander, president and CEO of the Detroit Metro CVB, shared his thoughts on the protests and the larger questions they raise such as how destinations can work to ensure they are truly welcoming to Black attendees, and how groups can leave a positive and lasting impact behind on their meeting destinations.
4: Well, uh, it's, um, first of all, very sad that our a country that has weathered so much in the past has not taken significant and meaningful steps to fix and change the inequalities that have been in place for many, many, many years. It goes much deeper than just Mr. Floyd. I mean, you can go back and look at many young black men, individuals that have suffered and died at the hands of police brutality for really no reason at all. I believe that this country has a deep-seated issue that needs to be resolved, and it's Inequality. I think we've made some advances with diversity and inclusion, but that's all superficial and will be considered superficial unless we truly come to terms with the inequality that has been faced by African Americans and people of color in this country. And the only way that that can be resolved is if people come to the table with an open mind and without egos, uh, recognizing that all of us are human beings. All of us have red blood that runs through our veins. All of us are people with brains and intelligence and skill sets that can do a job, that can deal with issues on a daily basis. And we all need to respect that different people have different views and different viewpoints but that's what makes us successful, by sharing those viewpoints and taking the best ideas and putting them together and being sure that it works for the benefit of everyone. I know that's a very long-winded answer, but I really believe that if unless we resolve this, our country is headed for doom.
3: Thank you so much. And where do you think that the meetings and travel industries fit into this conversation? What can we do to help bring about change and address these deep-seated issues of inequality that you mentioned?
4: Our industry is driven by economies of scale and growth in economies. The Black meeting professionals that we all know and who have worked diligently in um, this industry over the years know that their benefit is economic growth and economic dollars that they bring and can provide to a destination. I think that any city, any destination who wants to host a meeting of black professionals or black organizations, black individuals, needs to recognize that uh, when they come to the table, they should have some really outstanding and poignant questions about how a destination deals with uh, black meetings as a whole. And I think that those meetings because of their economic value should look specifically at cities that provide div- not only diversity inclusion but equality to all and have pointed examples and uh, history of doing that. Uh, and then I think the uh, meeting professionals themselves when they go into a destination they should look at what type of legacy they can leave behind and those legacies, probably, I believe, should involve making the destinations better, making lives better for individuals as a whole, and providing substantive content to political leaders, uh, nonprofit leaders, uh, corporate leaders about uh, what this industry means and what the uh, benefit of practicing on a daily basis equality means for the good of a city, region, or state. I think uh, we have to recognize that because the color of our skin is different, Black professionals who have uh, had advantages and have uh, been able to achieve a certain level of success uh, never fully overcome the fact that the color of their skin is different. Uh, Our skin color allows people to make judgments about us. I think we've all been fortunate that uh, because we've achieved success, we have proven that we have abilities and that we have uh, history and that we have experiences that we can provide and share with other individuals and lead with. But we can never forget or never allow ourselves to think that we have achieved 100% success and satisfaction. Because if we do, that's a dangerous path to go down. We have to constantly be on the alert. We have to constantly be aware. And we have to constantly also reach back and help others and do whatever we can to provide for those who are coming up behind us.
3: And I know that the Detroit Metro CBB has long supported the ASAE Diversity Executive Leadership. Program, can you tell me about that and what you would like to see in terms of diversity and change in the meetings and hospitality industries
4: well that's been a longstanding partnership that we uh, have had with ASAE. and the it started with John Graham years ago, May he rest in peace and it had a very simple pointed goal, and that goal was to change the face of the association industry and I think if you Go back from a historical standpoint and you look at the individuals that have come through the Diversity Executive Leadership Program, people who have taken that class and excelled and used what they have learned to go into other organizations and businesses and advance to boardroom level positions, you can see that it has proven to be successful. I constantly applaud ASAE for creating this program and I'm thrilled that we were able to step up to the mantle and be a sponsor of it. But the real truth of the matter is that the success of ASAE is dependent upon the success of the individuals that go through the program. And they all recognize that they have a responsibility and that everybody's watching. And the more successful they are, the more successful the program is and the more uh, abilities that are provided to allow other individuals to take part in the diversity executive leadership program. It is a fabulous model to be used for many other associations and organizations at driving from the boardroom level, diversity and inclusion.
3: And you mentioned that diversity should be part of the process of choosing the city to hold it at and also... Planners should look at what kind of legacy they can leave behind to make the city better and improve the lives of the locals. Can you dive a little bit more into that and provide some details on what exactly an organizer should be thinking about when they're going through the planning process and how they can leave a lasting impact that's good?
4: Well, I think that that really uh, would have to tie in with their mission and their objectives. We know that all uh, organizations have very defined responsibilities. Uh, and they have defined missions and they have goals that they want to achieve. We as a destination can provide help and assistance in, in being sure that we can help them accomplish their goals. But they know prior to making the selection or prior to coming into a destination what it is that they would like to advance within their own organization. They have to communicate that to us as a DMOs or us as uh, destinations, uh, and we have to do our absolute best to ensure that we have measures in place to hopefully help them accomplish those goals, and so that when they do leave uh, our destinations, that they can walk away and say, we had a great meeting, we had great attendance, it was successful, but here's what we left behind, here's what we put in place that will be a lasting legacy as a result of us taking our meeting convention to that city or that destination.
1: We'll close out this episode of Eventful with some additional words from Jason Dunn and his message to members of the National Coalition of Black Meeting Professionals.
0: Look, I understand that many of us are at war with ourselves or what W.E.B. Du Bois coined as the theory of double consciousness. Simply put, you're struggling or the plight of managing your divided identities, the fight to be more vocal or remain silent. Here's the reality. If one of our members is affected, we all are affected. And it's just a matter of time before our industry loses its moral compass. We know that diversity is essential, regardless of how uncomfortable and difficult it is perceived to be. Uh, The changing demographics of this nation make the choice to ignore this fact illogical. Uh, There cannot be a new normal without NCBP at the table and especially without diversity. This is a moment where we need all hands on deck and for you to participate. If you're not a member and you want to become more involved or have a voice that you would like to lend or simply want to be on the right side of history, (laughs) please email us at info at ncbnp.org. And let me be clear. I thank you. And don't take this for granted. It is our time. And your fellow members, thank you for your support. And thank you for your time. Be safe. And as always, be empowered.
1: Thanks for listening to Eventful, the podcast for meeting professionals. Be sure to rate and review us and subscribe. Check back for new episodes soon.